October 17, 2018, Canada became only the second country in the world after Uruguay to formally legalize the cultivation, possession, acquisition, and consumption of cannabis and its byproducts. As is the case with any significant action, there are unintended consequences. Some good, some bad, and several others still upon us to discover and experience. Real estate and mortgage financing have already endured past consequences of the pre-legalization era, but what awaits us in today's legalized landscape? Grab your favorite bag of potato chips and stick around. We're going to talk about weed and real estate. Welcome to episode 23 of Mortgageonomics. I'm your host, Marco Gello. Welcome back, everyone. Good to be back. Um, got a real good one here for you today. Good episode. I thought the topic was timely as we have just passed the uh, one-year anniversary of legalized cannabis in Canada. And what better way to acknowledge the anniversary than to launch a dedicated episode on the effects and impacts of marijuana. Not on human behavior, of course, but rather on real estate and mortgage financing. Um, if you're not aware or unfamiliar about the impact of marijuana grow ups on Canada's real estate market, you most definitely, certainly will be made aware after this episode because there are effects. Um, a few days ago, I sat down with my Calgary real estate correspondent, John Durrell of Canyon Maxwell Creek Realty, and we discussed a wide range of topics related to the matter so some really good takeaways here and this is definitely an another item you you might want to add to your checklist if you are about to become a homeowner uh, or if you are a real estate investor hence becoming a landlord perhaps that uh, may be screening for new tenants so um, a lot of important items in here uh, things to be made aware of because uh, the fact of the matter is is that there are currently thousands thousands of properties in uh, in, in in regional and local markets across Canada uh, that are coming onto the market that are classified as remediated grow ups and I believe there are thousands tens of thousands that perhaps will be coming online as well and uh, this will definitely have an, an impact on um, on the inventory and the quality of the inventory. So without further ado, here's my talk with John Durrell. John, good to have you back on the uh, podcast. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been a while, it's been about a month. Or so, but um, you know what? We're going to do something a little different here. John and I have been working on a couple of files over the past uh, few weeks here, and it, it, it the files have been on remediated grow ops or former grow ops, and we're we're talking specifically uh, properties that 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 used to be grow ops. So this whole legalized cannabis situation is unraveling. And uh, there are some unintended consequences. So, you know, 
border patrol, preventing it from getting in the hands of children, work hazard situations, driving regulations, all this stuff that, that I, I, we're going to be addressing in the, in the next little while. The list goes on and on. But today, I want to talk about the impact it currently has on real estate and finance, of course, and, uh, and also discuss how it might evolve further down the road. So maybe let's start with, John, um, the term that is quite common mm -hmm. in our circles in, in real estate and finance. And, and let's, let's define it for the listeners, a former grow-up. What is a mm -hmm. former grow-up? Yeah, so a former grow up or a remediated grow up is really the terminology you'd want to look for as a buyer. Because um, the remediated grow up means that it has, it was once deemed a grow up, and <clears throat> that could come in several sort of forms, and that's something that I've been dealing with. And um, and then the remediation process, which happens after a grow up has been found or broken up by the police or uh, via other methods and then once that uh, something has been deemed to grow up then it's got to run through a process in alberta it's run under really it's managed under alberta health services for the most part um, so they run a database on their website for current or active grow ups uh, they used to have it <clears throat> that included um, you know previous grow ups um and or remediated grow ups um my understanding is that they have dropped that portion of it and only have an active list of current grow ups and that means something that's been found deemed to, to be a grow up and has not been remediated yet <clears throat> part of the process of remediation involves Alberta health services coming out having contractors um view the property uh, do testing for mold, do air quality testing. Um, it will also include typically, um, like in the city of Calgary, a uh, city inspector coming in to check electrical because uh, uh, with grow ups, a lot of times uh, electrical systems get bypassed, rewired, um, air systems get cut into walls, um, you know, different. Uh, yeah, um, there's like a, like a long list. As these properties come out to the market, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What let's let's start with talking about what kind of discount uh, can you expect? Mm -hmm. You know, because <laughs> right away I'm thinking this is like a foreclosure to an extent, right? It's a prop it's a property with a defect, and a foreclosure mm -hmm. it's default a defaulted mortgage. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes there's distress, there's damage to the house, whereas with the grow up. There is distress, but it's at a different level. And um, what what impact, like when price points into the market, are they comparable? I would say there are some comparisons, but um, I wouldn't say they're directly relatable. And the reason being is is that foreclosures are covered um, by law and how they're dealt with. So a foreclosed party is protected in Canada. The property has to be sold for reasonable market value. You are right in the sense that sometimes they are um, treated poorly, but they can also be in extremely good condition because um, wealthy people can be foreclosed on due to unforeseen circumstances. And so can um, you know um, people with uh, less affluence. Now, the big issue with um, grow-ups is it's a stigmatized property. <clears throat> so the problem with that and valuation is one person and their 
subjective viewpoint on it is not the same as someone else's. But what I can say overall is, is the consensus on grow ops or remediated grow ops is not good. And it's part and parcel to um, realtors, uh, financing institutions, and um, the uh, stigma along with the drug industry, the subversive drug industry, and how people look at that. And, and you know, do they want to live in a property that that has transpired for a long period of time? You know, is there something that can happen afterwards if someone thinks that an individual who was operating a, a grow up or, um, you know, selling drugs to a property is still there? Uh, and or the damage that's not able to be seen. <clears throat> so, you know, those unseen um, um, defects in a property that could be mold behind the wall or electrical issues, etc. So it's very difficult to determine value on it. Um, but what I can tell you is, is that typically they sell for a lot less than market value. And so what I can relate to that directly is, is I've been dealing with a remediated grow up um, file for about six months and it's proven to be quite the learning experience and, and quite the difficult experience. And, um, and it's very unfortunate for the sellers because I am representing the sellers on this particular property. And this property uh, in particular, and going back to my earlier comments about, you know, you don't know the problem is, is that when you go in as a buyer and you find out that it's a remediated grow up, well, all of a sudden your list of questions and concerns multiplies. And okay, well, let's let's start there, John. What? what yeah. How can a, how can how is the, uh, the general, the consumer, the potential homeowner? Um, how do they know? So they walk into mm -hmm. a show home or or with their realtor and they they want to check out a house. How do they know if that property has been a grow up? There are a couple ways that you could potentially find it. Um, number one is, A, you can ask. And for the most part, uh, the best practice in Alberta is, is that it's disclosed. In the realtor comment, it will say remediated grow up, former grow up, something to that extent. And so it's sort of disclosed at that point in time. <clears throat> now, stigmatized properties don't have to have that defect um, disclosed up front. You know, someone asks, you have to answer honestly, but a stigma does not, is not legally obliged to have to be disclosed, right? A material latent defect has to be disclosed, but in terms of being a seller, you are not uh, obligated to have to, 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 to disclose it. But when it comes down to remediated grow-ups or former grow-ups or active grow-ups that you're trying to sell, uh, typically the best, well, active has to be disclosed, but um, <clears throat> a remediated one is a stigma and you don't have to disclose it, but the best practice is, is that people do it because what can happen and what has happened in this scenario is, is that <clears throat> um, it will always be on historic title. So if you really want to find out and a buyer is going in to look at a property, you would maybe request uh, a copy of the historic title. And what that means is you're going to go into uh, the Alberta Government Service Alberta's website here for land titles. Um, you can download and purchase a uh, current or historic title. Reason why you want to go through historic is that it's going to list all of the registrations that have been um, registered with land titles 
to that particular property. And you will have to go through uh, a bunch of registrations because there'll be mortgages on there, you know, potential, um, uh, you know, uh, other items that just come up on title through the process of a property. You will find something from AHS because when a property uh, is deemed to grow up, Alberta Health Services will put a registration on the title and you can find it via that um, previous registration document. Once the property is remediated, that is removed from title. So that is why you have to go to historic because the current title will not show it. Now, one other thing is, is that what has, has come up with this is we've had a couple conditional agreements on it um, that were subject to financing. And it wasn't the finance company that found the history on it. It was actually uh, CMHC in one case and Genworth in another. So I'm not sure if they have their own database that they have or have built that shows everything that has uh, once been or is an active or former uh, remediated grow up. Uh, but it did come up and it did kill two deals. And therein lies the problem with a property like this and why buyers would want to be aware of it. Because when the day comes to turn around and sell it, they are going to be faced with the same situations of buyers and their perception of that stigma. And there is what drives the value down. Especially if they're going to be financing it to purchase it, right? So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's it's it, it, they're challenging deals to begin with, and now I think you know with the legislation mm -hmm. in October of 2018, allowing <laughs> anyone over the age of 18 uh, to possess up to what is it 30 grams, and which is equivalent to I think four plants, right? So okay, I mean, yeah. One, one of these days, I gotta have a home inspector. Uh, guy on the podcast to discuss that sort of thing, which is leading to the next point here. Um, it seems really expensive and unrealistic, you know, if we're still on the point here talking about how is the the potential homeowner, how can they be aware of the house they're viewing hasn't been a grow up? You know, you just described uh, a, a, a detailed procedure of checking out land titles and, and Alberta yep. Health Services and stuff. But you can't realistically expect a realtor to do that <laughs> on every house they view, right? Like that. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> there is an expectation. Um, you know, when you when someone is going to buy a property, what they should be doing is sitting down uh, and doing a pre-buy consultation with their realtor, whoever's going to be their representative. And you know, some of the questions that I would be going through is, is okay, what, you know, what stigmas do you have? with properties you know are you concerned with deaths on the property are you concerned with you know it being a drug manufacturer facility at some point in time you know um <clears throat> and if that's identified then we would say okay well you know there's several ways that we can do this now uh, a realtor can do that on behalf of the buyer it starts with the simple question uh, to the other realtor which is, is has this ever been a grow up and there is actually a schedule that you can apply to a offer to purchase that states uh, that the seller will represent and warrant that to their knowledge, um, it has uh, never been a uh, previous grow up or a drug, illegal drug manufacturing um, uh, used in that manner. So there is schedules that 
can be attached to it that can protect the buyer from that. Um, now the realtor can go in and pull title. So, you know, it's easy for us to actually do it. We have to do it all the time. So, you know, if there is some concern with a particular property, uh, you can go in there. Uh, there is a cost associated with that. So however that particular realtor and their client wants to deal with that, <clears throat> they can, you know, uh, discuss that. Um, but they can pull it. Uh, and it's better to deal with it up front because there could be a case where it wasn't disclosed, um, it wasn't asked, uh, it was never found out. Um, but at the time of closing, the lawyers uh, typically will be pulling historic title as well. And uh, they may find it at that point in time. And if it's found at that point in time, once all the notices of waiver and, and conditions have been satisfied, you could be running into a serious problem at that point in time because the buyers may not want to close on the deal. And now there's a whole bunch of other issues that can come up out of it from that side of things. Now, I don't want to get too deep into that, but uh, the realtor can look at it because, quite frankly, you know, um, a buyer isn't putting offers in on five to 10 houses, right? You might go look at five, 10 plus houses, but, you know, you're only going to put an offer in on right. one typically. And if that one doesn't come together, or there's competing offers and you don't get that one, you know, you might end up going for a couple. But in most cases, uh, buyers are typically only writing one to two offers throughout the buying process. Gotcha. And I'm just looking at a list here. Um, some of the dangers presented by grow up, uh, grow up property. I'll just read them out mm -hmm. here. Airborne contaminants from improper changes made to furnace, venting, or from chemicals. Health effects and allergies caused by molds or fungi. Increased probability of fire. This, this is probably an obvious one that a home inspector would look at. So increased probability of fire from overloaded electrical systems, illegal mm -hmm. wiring, and extreme heat generated by lighting. Potential for electrocution from illegal electrical bypasses. <laughs> so yeah, the I guess the obvious thing is you know you're looking for mold and, and stuff like that. You would yeah. notice that. You'd probably smell it too. But number mm -hmm. one, open up that electrical panel when you're uh, having. Yeah, and 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 so to speak to that point, um, you would really only run into that if it's uh, a non-remediated grow up because right. the remediated grow up should have had a electrical inspector come in and they should actually be putting an updated electrical sticker on the um, panel uh, outlining that it has been updated and reviewed and checked and passed and is to code currently and that should be uh, placed on it i've seen it placed on the electrical panel and it will say right on it reason for uh, inspection and they will put um, remediated grow up or grow up or something to that extent so those things do exist when a grow up is fully active right so they will change ductwork they will change electrical you know even they'll do it outside they'll start sealing electrical electricity from someone else potentially or somehow um, because uh, a lot of times now it's the electrical services company that is alerting police to an active grow up because they see now an inconsistent pattern or a sudden increase in power consumption at a particular property and uh, so that's what happened on this particular one that's uh, um, you know I've had dealings with and it was caught very very quickly and so here's where you sort of get into you know some of the the stigmas is, is now the previous <laughs> and you talk about foreclosure and grow ups um, you know a, a lot of times a former grow up 
becomes a foreclosed property um, either because the person who owned it only owned it for the purposes of generating um, illegal uh, current uh, or money, earning uh, money through the illegal manufacture of, of drugs, and uh, or they've uh, you know rented it out or something to that effect. So it can become a foreclosure. So here's the funny part when you go into the um, complexities of funding a, a former grow up. So I've got clients, they purchased a former grow up, um, it was foreclosed and it was, the title was RBC. RBC was selling it, um, as a remediated grow up advertised as such, the buyer comes in, buys it under value, is an RBC client. RBC applies financing to the property that RBC currently owns and um, transfer property to the buyer. Now, this was many years ago, and the rules have changed in some of the financial institutions. And so, to the best of my knowledge, um, from my discussions with RBC uh, representatives, is that they will not um, um, finance uh, a remediated grow up, <clears throat> partly because of the issues with the stigma around selling it. Now it's a higher risk, right? And so they don't want to get caught with another mortgage that's defaulted on, and then they have to try to sell it. So you know it puts them at risk, and that's one of the fears about you know when they look at it in terms of you know do they want to fund a mortgage on a property that's a grow up that they might run yeah. into issues trying to sell later down the road. But, you know, this is sort of the funny sort of situation. Now, there is current financing on the property. It's currently under RBC, um, and yet um, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't approve someone for a mortgage on that same property <laughs> currently. Um, yeah. And so that's the, that's the potential issues with having that is, uh, you know, buyers can't get funding on it because of the financial institution's rules around remediated or active grow-ups. Yeah, and on, on that note as well, um, there, there's a small list of lenders that will yes. lend on remediated grow ups. So, yeah, there, there yeah. are options there. But, yeah, it is difficult. It is totally yeah. difficult. And even if the property <laughs> is remediated, right? Um, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of documentation required and, and so on. But, um, yes. Yeah, it's. And, uh, a remediated, it's and a remediated grow up should have that. So, for example, I've got all Alberta Health Services. Uh, clearing uh, certificates for this particular property and it, you know it's passed everything um, it's a great property it was uh, never actually in full operation it was busted um, uh, prior to it be being fully operational they caught and, it early, um, yeah. yeah they caught it early and um, there was no issues with the property there was no electrical changes there was no uh, mold um, the clients lived in it for uh, nine years um, they've done renovations not because they had to do it but because they just wanted to update the property um, but we're running into issues on on getting funding oh, yeah. for it from potential buyers well plus we got a factor in now like with the new legislation you know it, it, <clears> this thing is designed to take drug dealers out of business right so yeah right right now at this stage there's thousands there's thousands of properties that are yeah. being declared as a grow ops, but you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see going ahead yeah. with inflation. You know, how many, how many more are going to yeah. This is going to be a big talk. Well, and, 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 and so here's something that we discussed and we discussed it with uh, the real estate council of Alberta, you know, when legalization came in and we've been dealing with stigmas for grow ops for a long time, but now 
you know, does it come down to, well, does this person grow their legal amount of marijuana plants in the property? And quite frankly, you know, if someone's applying a stigma to that, they should be applying a stigma to growing tomato plants in a property because it's no different than, um, you know, you grow four plants or four different types of plants. It's, it's, it's not an issue, but there is still a stigma around, uh, you know, marijuana and marijuana consumption. And, and, you know, those are, those are long standing sort of thoughts and beliefs on the, on, on, on that uh, product because, um, you know, it was illegal for (laughs) our whole lives and previous generations. And so it's going to take a long time to get over that. But here's another interesting fact is, is that um, through this um, experience, we've had a discussion with um, one of the prominent members in CPS's um, drug enforcement unit. And they're not actively seeking out uh, marijuana grow ops at this point in time because of the change in legalization. Um, so obviously they would be breaking up, uh, you know, um, organized criminals that are, are mass producing or, or something to that effect, but their focus is not on those anymore because the legalization, the laws have changed. And uh, so they don't have to put resources on that anymore. But that's one thing that's going to change, you know, uh, so how are we going to deal with the stigma of it? Because really, should the stigma apply, I would say yes, in cases where the property was, had 100 or 200 plants in it, and there was uh, moisture issues, and there was electrical issues with it. But, you know, um, there's going to have to be some research done on that purchase. Uh, and most people will just walk away from that um, unless yeah. the deal is so good that you don't care yeah, and or you're right and or you're a handyman and you can go in and do the work or have a contractor come in and do the work, um, which people have done. But still, um, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to disclose it when you go and resell it. But there's enough information there to be found that it might come up. Yeah, that's uh some police force here estimated, I think Fraser Valley or, or Lower Mainland in Vancouver, 20,000 grow up properties that are in the market right now. So <laughs> that's insane. And, and wow. it's got to have an impact on, you know, of course, the inventory. We're already tight as it is here in BC. And, and uh, you know, this, this problem is going to keep expanding. But there is, if anyone wants to Google or research further, there's a uh, liberal MLA Lori Throness uh, in Chilliwack yeah. writing, and uh, he's trying to uh, put into legislation uh, something that allows the bill to allow houses that have previously had grow ops to qualify for a mortgage. So there is something right. happening at the national scale. I don't know if yeah. it's successful, and, but... and that has to happen. And so, from my standpoint, you know, I'm looking at some really good people with a really nice property, hamstrung uh, because of uh, the bank's unwillingness to fund on these mortgages. And so, you know, I think either the government or um, or a uh, sort of coalition between organized real estate and the government Finance. have to come together, have to come together to figure out how these need to be dealt with because, you know, you've got some people that are, are just in a situation now that is... Um, you know they shouldn't be in they're being penalized for something now having said that there are you know properties that no one should potentially buy um 
but that's not always the case. And I would say that's the case in the majority of them is that the properties once were mediated and they've been lived in for 10 years, you know, what's, what's the concern? Yeah, exactly. Where do you draw the line with the disclosure, Mm -hmm. right? So you've seen this, John, a lot of our listeners haven't, but you've actually been in properties where um, they've been discovered as grow-ups, but more importantly, you've seen remediated properties. And mm-hmm. what are these remediated properties like? Like, is is being remediated good enough? So, so once again, um, you know, if I put my, um, I'm representing a buyer uh, position on this, um, we would want to do all our proper due diligence, right? We want to get all the certifications and paperwork that exist um, from either, you know, Alberta Health Services or whatever governing body provides that. Um, you want to, and you can potentially put into uh, a offer to purchase as a condition, you know, air quality testing or, you know, uh, a mold inspector to come in and take a look at the property. So you, you definitely want to put protections in there in case. Um, some are are in good condition and some are bad and so you know um it's on a case-by-case basis i wouldn't say that there's some just one singular way that you can be dealt with um but like all properties uh if the buyer is interested in it and we know it's a a a former grow up um then we want to do the due diligence to make sure you're going to have your inspector come in they're going to check electrical um if something seems to be beyond um a inspector's capabilities you might want to bring in an electrical contractor to take a look at things but those are steps you you would have to take through the due diligence process on an offer to purchase right i don't think you would purchase a remediated grow up at list price right given that no. term that means it's fully disclosed it's it's known to general public this was a former grow up the easy question yeah. to that or the easy answer to that is, is that's not going to be the case unless yeah. a property like this goes for 500,000 and you've listed it at 400,000 and you've disclosed it as a remediated grow up and people come in and see it and they like it and they go you know what we there's no way that we could ever get a house like this for $400,000, that's our maximum budget. This is a $500,000 house, but we're getting it for 400,000. That's how you sell it. And so, you know, the potential is, is that, you know, <clears throat> sometimes it's difficult to find out where that value lies because, you know, in, in, in a, a good property that's been updated, it's been lived in for the past 10 years. It was 12 years ago, it was a grow up. You know, how far down does that value have to go to sell? Um, you know, is it 50,000? on a $500,000 house is a hundred thousand. But what I can say is, is that you would not want to be paying market value or perceived market value uh, of what that property is if it wasn't a stigmatized property because you want to guard against the same situation when you sell. But as a buyer, you have to understand that, you know, when you buy it at 50,000 or $75,000 under market value now because of that stigma you're getting that discount you must remember that when you go and sell it five to ten years from now and go you know what I'm not going to be getting market value of what the market's currently getting because of the history 
you know, I've got the discount when I purchase the property, I'm going to have to sell it with the discount now because it's still going to apply. On the financing note, maybe we'll, we'll end off on a couple of points here. Um, I mentioned briefly uh, moments ago that there are lenders that will still finance. Uh, last time I recalled, I think it was like five or six select lenders that we have access to right now. Excellent. Um, Excellent. So that's certainly there. One thing that I've noticed with the financing, uh, I don't know if it's just the few deals that I've worked on uh, in the past year or so, but it's they do tack on a insurance premium. So there's a CMHC or Genworth or Canada Guarantee premium tacked on to that mortgage, even if your down payment is 30%. Okay, so they're really premium on there yeah and another yeah. thing to be a lender uh to be aware of as well that we haven't talked about you know tips if you are purchasing a property right now as a rental property um you know okay. there's a yeah. whole list of, of things to like a checklist uh for screening tenants you know uh, that, mm-hmm. that's another thing that we're gonna have to work into our lease agreements now if you're an investor <laughs> uh, you know, yep. are you allowed to never mind smoking and pets Right. Yep. But uh, can you grow? What pot? are you smoking? Yeah. Sweet. Are you growing? Right. Which yeah. Still, and now and now like can you supersede the law? Or, yeah. Exactly. So it's a very uh, yeah unintended consequences. A lot yeah. of stuff are gonna come as a result of this. But well, oh yeah, and one more uh, is yeah. insurance. Insurance. Uh, yeah, insurance is a is a big thing on that, and uh, I'll have to look it up. But we had a uh, a um, uh, our brokerage does a meeting every week, and we've got our uh, in house lawyer comes in and, and talks about case law. And there was a, this was actually in BC, um, so a uh, property <clears throat> will burnt burnt to the ground, um, and the, the insurance didn't cover it because they were uh, uh, growing uh, marijuana. And I actually believe. It was a licensed. Um, they were they were they had a license to grow medically, um, and uh, I don't think insurance covered it. Um, so that's another thing that has to be looked at uh, on your on insurance as well, especially if you're if you're a uh, landlord who's owning properties where someone else is going to be living in there and they may be growing something. So you want to make sure your bases are covered on the insurance side of things. A lot of moving parts here. So yeah, yeah. For anyone out there, uh, you know, if you're encountering a situation like this, or if you're, you know, there's a property out there that you know it's a form of grow up. Uh, definitely, John is your man on the real estate side. John, where could people find you if they need to get in touch with you or to get in touch? With Easiest you? way is uh, my phone, cell phone four zero three eight six one two seven three three, or you can always look me up at johndurellrealty.ca and you can also find john's complete contact information in the notes for this episode john thanks for joining us again and uh, let's catch up soon thanks marco all right that's all i got if anyone has any questions or wanted to discuss any of today's episode in greater detail uh, feel free to reach out to me directly my toll-free number is one 855 437-5626 and that spells HFS loan. So 1888HFS loan. HFS is in home financing solutions or you can text me at 604-800-9593.
or just go to my website, marcogello.com. That's Marco with a K G E L O.com. And you'll find all my details there. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in Alberta and BC. So if you're listening and you're from these two provinces, I'm your guy. Also, if you are a mortgage broker and you're either not happy where you're at or you're simply looking for a change, give me a ring. We might be a good fit. Uh, We're always looking at growing our team and are interested in candidates of all experience levels. And finally, feel free to link up directly with our guest, John Durrell of Maxwell Canyon Creek at 403-861-2733. You can also find his full contact information within the episode description from whatever space you have sourced this podcast. I'm going to leave you with a tune from a band I played with in the early 90s. We were called Sleeping Lori, and this song is called Fight the Day. Thanks again for tuning into Mortgageonomics. Take care. Talk to you soon. I go.